Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light and want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at Resonant Truth. Today on the Zolkin Count is called Blue Planetary Storm, and it is the 10th day of the White Dog Wave Spell. And it is the self-existing moon day 27, which is crazy. And it could be wrong. <laughs> I'm really bad at remembering uh, when these moons end. But actually, I do know because um, the overtone moon is almost upon us, and that is when I thrive. So I guess I do know that uh, we're almost to the overtone moon. That will start on Tuesday, and uh, everything is going to get really radiant and accelerated, and I'll talk about that more in a minute. I uh, hope you've had a wonderful white dog wave spell. I mean, what's not to love about the time of love and the time of our hearts being the most prevailing sensation and engine of our lives. I have had an exceptionally sweet white dog wave spell, the first nine days of it. This is the 10th day. And I really want to remember that and sort of commemorate it in my memory. I've said three different versions of the etymology of remembering just now. And what I mean is it gets kind of hard in some parts of the Zulkin. Doesn't mean that we can say, oh, just wait till I get to the white dog wave spell. Everything will be okay because that's not how it works. But if you have a good wave spell, a good passage of time. I think it's really important to note that and commit it to memory and feel it as an anchor and reminder that wonderful passages that are kind of flawless and uplifting do arrive. And it can be different for each of us which one it is, but many of you know I love dogs. So I think my commitment to being a dog person has become so large in the last decade that I get to have the benefit of the wave spell being really sacred and sweet. And I was also like super in love with someone. I'm not not in love with them now, but like <laughs> it was just an extraordinary uh, melding of hearts you know, almost like cl climbing inside someone's heart and taking a ride and carrying someone in mine. And I just thought, 
hey, that's deserved and precious. It's something super rewarding in the midst of all the other human karma we navigate. I'm just also aware that the minute we hit the planetary day, <laughs> it got more complicated. It's kind of a reminder that puppy love is, is puppy love. And then you can have love in every wave spell. You can be in love in every wave spell, but it will show us different aspects of that concept and that um, feat, the feat, the extraordinary feat of remaining in love versus exiting love or withholding love or running from love. But just like, I want to stay in this love that exists, has been created, has been um, offered. And yet, uh, you know, that'll look different when we enter the blue night wave spell about dreaming and abundance. And also, I just want to point out, because I'm a blue storm, I'm really aware that when you add blue storm to this white dog wave spell, when it is the day of manifestation of the wave spell, we see a couple of things. We see that love, devotional love and attachment that comes from a warm-hearted mammal to another is the ultimate manifestation of that is trans transformation and kind of the positive but potent disruption that a storm represents the clarifying force of a storm. So when you love wholeheartedly and in your mammalian way, when you lead with your heart, the story this way spell tells is that the highest peak of manifestation when you are really communicating with God or divinity and you're sort of receiving as a planetary citizen what divinity wants you to know about the wave spell of love it is that like it will transform you it will um create breakthroughs it will be emotional it will be volatile um and i guess by volatile i mean like the storm is here to restore peace through the release of pressure the release of pressure is what's volatile and disruptive and the peace is sort of like when you burst into tears and like there's all this like <laughs> in the beginning but by the end you're just like only just dealing with liquid like you're calm is a result of the tear shed and the tears kind of flow without all that volatility uh so and it, the release of pressure is very wonderful i think so something about the journey of love leads to this place of super expressive um, attempts to become peaceful through releasing tension but it doesn't feel exactly like harmony to be a blue storm day <laughs> so that's what I found out um, you know heads up that there's going to be a spectral day after this big wave spell about love which is super connective and warm and kind of like being cloaked in something soft you know basically you're being a dog so suddenly you're like I am furry and wherever I go I'm safe because I bump into things but I have this big furry uh, auric field and you know I like to be furry with someone else like all of that has been our 
place of refuge for these days, 10 days. And tomorrow it gets more austere because it's a spectral day when the wave breaks. And it's yellow sun, which is sort of the arrival in the God Force. Meet your maker. Be like your maker. Be rarefied and light and ether and non-physical and streaming and powerful and fire-centered which is like our heart you know um, but it isn't like furry and fuzzy so I think it is going to be kind of like what now oh change uh, to drop into the yellow spectral sun day and then there's the crystal day on Tuesday the final day not that that's wrong. It's the first day of the overtone moon. I'll talk about that in a minute. I have to wrap my head around that. Um, okay, so you, you get what the white dog thing is. It's really unlikely that I'll be um, podcasting right away. I'm doing tremendous amount of service to, uh, in another way right now, really busy. And I'm giving my time away and I'm happy to do it. But it is uh, dominant. So the podcasting is kind of peripheral. Appreciate your understanding. I know only the people listening are the ones that understand. I really appreciate you. It's not for lack of concern or interest that I'm irregular. It's because I have limitations and I'm being directed in this moon that we've just been through. What form will my service take? It's very obvious what it is. And it's, um, you know, in relationship to a person and a sort of structured set of uh, ways I can be of service to them. So I'm doing that. And yet, and so I love the Blue Nightway spell. I mean, I was thinking, because White Dog was so sacred, like, well, how rough is it going to be to leave White Dog and go into Blue Night? And I'm like, not so much. Different, for sure. But I love to dream. Like, I love actual dreaming. Fascinated by it. Thrilled by it. Find it like a huge release from reality, obviously. And I need a release from reality. So uh, I love dreams. And the Blue Night Way spell is letting us have nighttime dream uh, dynamics in our waking daytime hours and so what could be better I mean falling and being in love is great but so is that and then I was thinking well how is this part of the Zulkin then it's seeming pretty good you know I have this huge cautionary tale at the other end of the Zulkin when we run through five or six way spells that challenge us in terms of what humans have chosen with their ego as preferable or not. We go through five wave spells minimum that are not what we prefer and choose. You know, we have to be walked into them, not even coaxed, just like you have no other choice. Do it. Go through the experience of, uh, like, where does it begin? White world, richer death, and then blue storm, upheaval, volatility pressure release, emotions, then yellow human, just being bound in human form and what that means karmically. And then red serpent, survival, 10 portal days, and finally white mirror, human sacrifice, ritual, uh, stretch over 13 days, like do that. And then you can have blue monkey. 
Uh, then you can have yellow seed and so on. So we've had red earth and then we've had white dog. And what we have next is blue knight. And then following that, we have yellow warrior, which is interesting and curious and can feel, I would think, challenging in a certain way. It sounds like war is going on or that we have to be at war. And, you know, it's way out in the future. And I'll definitely be back to talk about it. But just like the reminder is, no, we feel fearless when it's yellow warrior because we're a shield. We have training. We are warriors. So we have a lot of experience. So we're willing to do things that are scary. And so it's actually a very empowered time. And then after that is red moon, which... Yeah, that can be emotional. I find it challenging because it's my antipode, but you might not. It's about water. And after that, uh, white wind. And after that, blue eagle. And then yellow star. So if you see, that's the rest of the Zolkin. Then we're at the end. We start over. You see, as I feel, that there's nothing glaring and terrifying. Like, no, (laughs) that time is always crazy. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have crazy lives that we're not going to have crazy days. I mean, you know, a big piece of my recent history that kind of turned me into the person who has to do service for someone else to feel whole is because on white lunar mirror, you know, I lost uh, a child in in utero. And I still, like, we just had a white mirror day yesterday. And I'm like, well, I mean... (laughs) I always say it's not like about an actual sacrificed human or the loss of human life, but I had that experience really recently. And so that means that you can be floating through some of these super chill, cool, fun wave spells and, you know, run into your own karmic thread of a day that um, proposes that you grow infinitely and surrender to your fate, you know, very... Um, vociferously like you will accept this fate today but overall it's the part of the Zulkin where we've earned a lot of ease Mm, you know not perfect ease not always ease but I really believe in these rhythms and cycles being instructive I have you know someone my new romance person and and who's learning about the calendar and what I explain is like I feel like it's a set of rules that aren't like shaking their finger at me like you better do this but like it's rules to live by sacred rules to live by and one that is everything is a cycle of 13 and that things will ebb and flow according to this picture of a wave formation and that we agree to be in rhythm with the wave spells by following them every day. And by agreeing to be in rhythm with them, we agree for life to be a series of ups and downs. But we're in rhythm with it. So it isn't chaotic, random, ricocheting, you know, broken mechanical feeling. It's very natural. Like, whoa, we're at the peak of the wave today. Tomorrow it's going to fall apart. Um, then we begin again. Like, we have an agreement to f- follow that, that rule, that guideline. And then the other one is that each of these tribes, the 20 tribes, are an aspect of creation that's been offered to us, a creation that happened without our input and before we were born. Uh, 
the Maya diagrammed this mythology of these 20 tribes that represent sort of the totality of life or the circle of life we travel through and all is accounted for over these 20 day signs and what totems they represent and so yeah the same thing like I agree to have a white mirror day I wasn't looking forward to yesterday I had a bad memory of the last one but that's the agreement that's the rule <laughs> okay so, I'm kind of breathless. I uh, am going to get self-centered. That's sort of how it works here. I think some of you know that. <sighs> Happy to share what I know, but I think it's positive for me. And sometimes as an example of the teachings, to talk about it through the lens of my own life. Uh, I have an actual Gregorian birthday coming up on the 23rd of November. Of course, it's in the overtone moon. I think, I couldn't tell you what day. I'd have to look at a calendar. I don't have one in front of me. Like, I don't know. Like, I was born on overtone 14. You know, like, I don't know that by heart. It's possible that I was, though. <laughs> um, but I was born on an overtone day in an overtone year. And that's cool. That's not true. I was born in an overtone day and an overtone moon. That's what I meant. I'm born in an overtone moon. I'm overtone. So it's like my time. We're coming into my time. And it's not only my time. We each have a moon in the year. So maybe you're overtone or, you know, you're self-existing. And it's the last day of the moon that was your time of year. Or you're rhythmic and you know it's coming right after overtone. It's nice. It's like coming home. It's nice because it feels like us. I like being overtone. It's a bit much. I honor people who experience it as that. But I like it because it's who I am. Um, so I like overtone times and I like overtone people. I understand them. That's for sure. I feel connected. I feel like we're the same. I like how that feels. It's a reflection that fortifies. So we're going to start the time of year that I feel kind of lucky to have, that it's upon me and curious. And again, I'm going to be an overtone person in overtone moon and people that don't want to deal with overtone energy are going to find me toxic. <laughs> so I'm not saying it's, it's easy when we're in our home space to encounter people that don't really find our home space comfortable themselves. I just think like if you can tra travel kind of lightly in the human part of the world and just, um, you know, do what you need to do and have to do in that realm, but also notice how spacious it can be to experience your time with more solitude or more, you know, nature surround. Because the Maya had a lot of people in their civilization to be sure but they uh they also had just like you know less sonic disturbance and they had no um machine mechanized what have you screens so i think it's nice when we follow this calendar to kind of give ourselves the best sort of 
imitation of that on occasion that we can. And it's going to be way different than living in an ancient time in a rural place for most of us. But you can listen to the trees a bit, you know, in the overtone moon, see what they're saying. And uh, what is the overtone moon? Let's just go with self-existing as a wrap-up. I told you, we asked the question for these last 26, seven days, what form will my service take? But that's a follow-up to the previous moon, the electric moon, the electric tone, asking how can I best be of service? Um, so it's just like the self-existing time of year and every time we hit a wave spell, oh, by the way, we're in a self-existing year that started July 26th. So this is the final days, too, of this whole year is self-existing. So we're still going to be in a self-existing way as this year continues until July 24th. And the whole year is saying, what form will my service take over the next, say, nine years? Because it's a 13-year wave spell. I'm getting really dizzy and sort of feel like, oh, I'm getting a virus just talking about the vastness of this year. But I want to at least connect your consciousness that, okay, we're in a self-existing year. So these last 26, seven days are also um, the amplification of the self-existing tone, like vibrationally, like what? I'm really aware of what form my service will take. You know, you're my friends who listen. I mean, maybe I don't know you, but I feel friendly towards you. And I want to point out and apologize, but it's real that in the self-existing moon of the self-existing year, I really didn't get on air much. And the answer to, to that to me is like, yeah, this isn't developing as being a primary form of service for me. I um, might find another way to weave that around and I'm open, but if I were to be objectively um, analyzing it, no, my service is shifting towards a more direct, less screen, you know, abstract voice. I love podcasts. I'm happy to do it. But, you know, I have a life with like active sort of physicalized human relationships taking over. And that is, uh, that would be good, right? Old school. So that's really uh, clear that the self-existing moon within the self-existing year is redirecting me towards um, I mean, we'll call it intimacy, right? I don't talking about sex. I'm talking about the intimacy of being in proximity to someone and uh, more than one, you know, the beauty of that. So that's for you to reflect on, not just that, oh, what form will my service take? What have I been up to? What have I been asked to do the last four weeks? Um, and, you know, also what haven't I been asked to do, you know, like, oh, I guess that's not a form of service. You might find some things falling away. Um, but it, it should be pretty potent for you to check out in your memory bank, your memory drawer, what has been going on that feels like a little bit of change lately, because we're just in a very heightened time of answers for form of service form of service. I, I love the self-existing tone, but I think that the labeling of it is complicated. I, is it question mark? 
the form that allows us to be self-existing when it's asking that we would be of service in a specific way. And I don't have an answer to that. Jose Arguelles chose the term self-existing from his Buddhist explorations. And I haven't done the research into that part of Buddhism to figure out what are they saying and what is he trying to connect us to there? The blue spectral monkey, man. But I have a self-existing child. Um, I can ask her. She is self-existing and just had a self-existing moon and a self-existing year. And what I notice about her is she becomes an adult. She's turning 24 almost immediately. This moon is, she does a lot of stuff on her own. But she is like an angel on earth <laughs> in that she really leads with, well, what can I do to help? Not splashy and fawning and like emotionally wrought, but just pretty directive like well I'm, I'm going to be available to help and I'm going to be doing it in a helpful way there's going to be a way that I'm doing this that is helpful she's sort of a taskmaster when people need help like she will help but she's not going to waste time and she's not going down rabbit holes with you she will be of service but there is a format for that that she has sort of decided on or innately understands works she's cool she's like uh, a non-codependent person so I don't know make of that what you can like I said we're still going to be in the self-existing year and we have plenty of time to keep exploring the themes but if we feel into the overtone shift I just so out of touch like what now it's about to be the overtone moon this is like crazy and thrilling I'm here's what I love about the overtone whether it's in the 13 days 13 moons or next year uh, I love the sense of things moving along that I believe the beginning of the way of spell things are slow turgid is a word I use I picture that a current is beginning under the surface of the ocean where we don't see it but it is something seismic or meteorological uh, a refraction of some kind that creates chop disruption underwater and it takes four tones for all of this to rise enough that it isn't underwater anymore it's above water so there's sea level things that are underwater underwater currents are not waves but they are the root of waves a wave is something that rises above sea level so a wave spell is from the beginning underwater to the peak rising above sea level that crashing down to sea level the settling of the water and then the next one begins under you know where we don't see it in the depth of the ocean that's like the metaphor that's the visual I stick with that and I feel it I feel it that magnetic and lunar and electric and self-existing are all kind of weighted down by how it's harder to move through water 
than through air. We know this being kids when you're like, you got to run around the shallow end of the pool. And kids are like, what? It's so hard. <laughs> you know, like they learn about resistance and how water is, a, is like a thick thing to encounter with your body and your physical force. And um, yeah, then get out and run around, you know, next to the pool. It's super fast and easy. And that's how I feel the overtone moon um, kind of differentiates itself. It's the moment when, you know, we've pushed so close to the surface by kind of enduring uh, underwater lessons and resistance and growth. And we're powerful because we've been working against resistance so that when we break through the surface of the ocean, things are immediately discernibly um, accelerated and the word radiant radiance for overtone makes a lot of sense to me because it's it's almost like you know you're in pushing in one direction when you're underwater you're just trying to get on this trajectory to the surface you're climbing upward but when you get to the surface and kind of break free from just needing to rise you're still going to want to rise but you can see and feel all around you other senses come into play and so you're become like a star centered person with mm, awareness and invigoration and it is a time you know that's if I think about just like the boring side of Western civilization, i.e. America, where I live, you know, we hit Thanksgiving in the overtone moon and you can just be like, well, what is that about? Like, is that radiant? And you're like, well, people work really hard for those holidays and they are radiant. I mean, they're trying to have a gratitude ceremony and look around and see where we are and be strong and vibrant so maybe that's the kind of holiday we can have um thanks everyone appreciate you i'm lisa star i'm another yourself and in mayan we say in la cash <laughs>